Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 60 of Steve A.G. Uh. Oh hell no. Hell no, he has not done 60 episodes of his podcast. Yes, he has, and I'm very excited. Uh, I'm excited that my 60th guest on this podcast is bass player from Queens of the Stone Age and drummer from Mini Mansions, Michael Schumann. Um, I'm, I've been trying to make, <laughs> make it work for a year at least a year getting him on this podcast. We finally nailed down a time for him to come into Starburns and record, and uh, he didn't disappoint. This is one of my favorite episodes in a long time. Did I just say favorite? This is one of my favorite episodes in a long time. Uh, I had such a blast talking to Mikey, and uh, I think you're really going to like it. By the way, let me get this out of the way. Uh, if you're going to do some shopping at Amazon.com, use a little portal button, little button that says go to Amazon on the Feral Audio homepage or on my page at Feral Audio, the Steve A.G. Up page. There'll be a little button you see uh, to go to, to Amazon and click that and go do your, your weird shopping for your weird items that you're too afraid to buy in public because people will think you're a pervert or a nerd. By the way, maybe you want to buy some Queens of the Stone Age uh, albums. Maybe you want to buy some mini mansions. Why not do that to the Feral Audio Amazon portal? And uh, it doesn't cost you any more money, but we get a small kickback. You're supporting the arts and everybody feels great. So uh, that's that. I got that out of the way. Let's get right into the podcast. I'm so happy to have Mikey here, um, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Michael, wherever you are, thanks for doing it, and thanks for listening, folks. Goodbye. Hello? Hello? I can barely hear my... Uh, hello? I barely hear myself. Tess. Oh, there do we like, go. Do you like to hear yourself? I like to hear myself through headphones. I think it sounds cool. Yeah, you sound cool, man. <laughs> so real cool. But I, uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't, I don't like watching myself. I like that's, I'm okay that's, with my voice. That's tough. But it seems like well, because the microphone does something different. Because then, and then you're in this like dome. Yeah, it's head a dome. little bit affected, I think, and compressed and. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't have a problem with it. But I've been doing this podcast. I think I started doing it in like 2010 or 11, just in my house. Uh, in like I had, I was in this guest house, and I had 
turn the second bedroom into like an office. I remember you telling about yeah. And I uh and I just if you have an Apple account like a dot Mac or dot me account, you get like a certain amount of like web space. Right. And so I'd record podcasts on my own and just host them on that, not realizing that you have a finite amount of memory. So after like <laughs> like five podcasts, you have to like start paying for it. But I started it as just me, and they were like, I was like, I'm not going to do these dumb podcasts where it's some dude talking to people or or just fucking ranting for an hour. Like, fuck these hour, two-hour podcasts. I'm going to do, like, five-minute podcasts. <laughs> so it's always just me just doing stupid shit. Like, there was one where it was, like, five minutes of me just going, boop, 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 like just making noises, and then I just put it on my site. I guess it didn't really count. As How a, did that do? I I think I had like one or two listeners. Yeah, <laughs> and then I just was able to upload them to uh, iTunes, and then I just kind of stopped doing. It. I I would start having people do it. Like Ken Marino was my landlord at the time, so I think he did one, and then just a few of my friends, and then that's when I met Dustin. He had just moved out here, and he was. Uh, starting for the Feral Audio Podcast Network, and he's like, "Oh, dude, he's like, let me uh, let me produce it and record it, and uh, and then it turned into you know what I had hated was like uh, right. it's just a podcast of guy interviewing people. Look at you now, man, and look at me now. And but I don't think what what sorry what I'm trying to think of what was that like Apple. I used to use that too. Was that just called iCloud before? It's like it wasn't. What, what's that thing called? It was uh. What the fuck was it? You know what I mean? Dustin, I know what it, you know what it was like before iCloud. That's how you used to like share big files, and yeah. I remember I remember that whole world. What was that? Dustin, we're counting on you. <laughs> See that that doesn't even exist anymore. That shit's fucking that's over. No, and that that's that was another shitty thing was I had an Apple account, and then. Um, I'd signed up for, you know, like websites and stuff. And then uh, later when I'd want to like cancel these websites, <laughs> these memberships, I couldn't do it because I no longer had an Apple account email. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that was, yeah, then I just started doing this and he was hosting. I don't think a lot of those old ones are even, there's a few that are archived where I'm actually talking to people. Like there's someone like Miss, Missy Pyle and... Mm. like Joe Latruglio and stuff, but we kind of started from scratch once I got this. And uh, Nice. Nice and, digs in here, dude. And even once I started doing it here, it was still like, I'm so fucking lazy. I'm a dude who, like, I work once in a while. I'm lucky enough to, like, like you, I work once <laughs> in a while, and then I have a bunch of downtime where I should be able to do tons of these. And then I'll just wake up and I'll call someone, like, like I'm really bad at following through. Like I'll ask you, I'm like, "Hey, would I think we've been talking about this for like a year, dude?" Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. I'll say, "Hey, you want to do my podcast?" Sure. <laughs> and then I fucking don't follow through because in my head I'm like, "He doesn't really want to do my podcast." I'll take it, some of the blame. It was, <laughs> it was the same with Troy and uh, a lot of people. You know, I've asked Josh a few times, and he's like, "Yeah, anytime." And then, <laughs> uh, and you know, he, he's so busy, and then I'll be like. Yeah. Hey, how about this week? And he won't get back to me. I'll nope. be like, oh, he doesn't want to do it. Even if he does. it's. Uh, but I've been doing this for like years, and I've 
I think you're my 60th guest. What? Yeah, this is 60. Where's right? my balloons? Um, they're outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take because this is a That's small. Exciting. This is a small studio, so yeah. I didn't want to take up too much space. But um, fuck, what was I talking about just before we started? <laughs> I don't remember, man. Um. I know what we were talking about, but we can't talk about that. No, we can't talk about that for another month. No. Uh, I think my seventieth podcast, I'll be able to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, are you Are you working on anything right now? Are yeah, you allowed I'm, to talk about? It? I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I can talk about anything. But that well, you were saying how I mean, you just brought up how like it, yeah, our lives kind of you do something and then you have all this downtime. But I, I'm always my my I've been being crazy and like I. I'm always trying to do something. Are you overextending yourself? Uh, oh yeah, always. Because I remember, by the way, um, I I hosted like the costume contest at that uh, oh, Halloween yeah. show that Queens of the Stone Age did at the Forum, which was really fun. And I remember that was like your last show of the tour. Of what I correct me if I'm mistaken, but I think it was, you guys were touring for like two years. Yeah, we were touring. Yeah, it was two that, years. Which is of... fucking crazy to me. And I remember going to a barbecue. I think it was the next day at Troy's house. Yeah. And I was asking everyone, so what are you going to, you going to relax now? Are you guys going to go on vacation? And like everybody was like, like Troy was like, no, I'm going to start touring with, you know, Sweethead or. Yeah. yeah. I think you were going to start doing shows with mini mansions. And yeah. Everyone was, was immediately like, no, I go back out on tour next week. <laughs> well, we're a bunch of crazy people. But that's what, I mean, you got to do that because. I mean, there's that's only one outlet, and I'm sure just same with you, like either doing a, a new show or going on tour or whatever. It's like you yeah. need something fresh to keep you excited. And... But I don't like touring. Well, that's <laughs> well, and yeah, well, I mean, for you guys, I'm itching to get back on tour. I haven't played a show since late November. I mean, this might be the longest time I've never I haven't played really? a show. Yeah, I, I'm itching. I mean, it, I mean, for you guys though, it's you have to tour. That's how you make the money, right? I mean, that's it's not. That's true. Yeah. I feel like people don't make money off of album sales anymore. No, you don't. I mean, that, yeah, it's part of the business. Um, but we, we like to. I mean, we like touring. There's just a point where, yeah, after two years, it's time to put on the brakes. <laughs> that but. is so crazy. I mean, two. I have never done anything for two years. <laughs> I can't imagine like just living out of hotels and. Uh, I mean, was, I know you guys had breaks in between yeah. that, but it was a good time, though. You know, so we were we were enjoying it all. But the 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 thing is, is that right after that, like you said, we all went into another year of touring. A lot of us, <laughs> like I went, I went immediately into a year of touring with mini mansions. That's so fucking crazy so, to me, dude. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it. I. How long is the longest tour you you know you'll go on? The longest I have gone on any kind of tour Don't was say weekend. Two weeks. Damn. Two fucking weeks of stand-up. Couldn't take it? Couldn't fucking wait to get home. I get really depressed, especially when I'm by myself. Well, that's, yeah, how do you tour? Is it just you? Or are you and, like, one other dude? Yeah, usually it's just me. I don't do it a lot. I, and I was talking to somebody last night about, uh, I was talking to a comedian, his name's Leo Allen, and we're the same age, and we were both kind of, we were at this event last night, and we were both like, what? He's like, are you still doing stand-up? I go, not that often. I kind of fucking hate doing it. He's like, yeah, me too. And I go, I have 
I mean, I've been doing it consistently for, you know, like over 10 years. I mean, off and on for like 20 some years, but like, yeah. I go, I have an hour's worth of material and it's been like 10 years of building. Like, like I don't do it very, you know, very fast. And, uh, I go, um, I think I want to record it. I mean, either do like a, a stand up special or just record an album and then retire. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I make most of my money acting. I yeah. don't do, because I don't do the road because I get so depressed and I can't imagine being like, no offense to Peoria, but like going to, it's just an example. Going Fuck to like Peoria, Pe man. <laughs> going to Peoria for like six days and like just being by myself in a hotel and just tweeting, hey, where's the good places to eat in Peoria? Yeah. And it, it's, it, it can be depressing, but that's, but, that's a different type of touring than what we do. We're we're, we're with each other. There's there's us dudes and there's our whole crew and you know there's tons of people to hang with and and you guys are at le a level where you're probably staying at some decent hotels and we're, <laughs> we're doing we're doing pretty good. Yeah, Airbnb, Airbnb, <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age destroyed my Looking Airbnb. For... <laughs> they, they, I heard. I don't know if you guys still do this, but I heard. I forget who was telling me about it. It might have been Dave or Hutch or somebody about a thing you guys do with with paintings or pictures in hotels uh, yeah. where you take them off the wall and, yeah. you, and you draw on the wall behind them. Yeah. Do you guys still do that? I, I've I've witnessed a few, but when I joined the band, that was like something they had been doing. It was Hutch and Dan um, did our lights. And and Josh and you know you know everyone was involved a little bit. I witnessed a few. It's pretty dangerous stuff. I did. It's pretty, now, I mean, it's pretty rad though. Now when I go to hotels, I look behind. A lot of times, I'll look behind the paintings just to see. Well, you know what I I started doing this was leaving. I mean, I know this isn't like cool, but I started leaving like drugs. <laughs> you know behind and well, you like, can't travel with drugs i mean right so yeah so you're leaving you know like whatever you buy is whatever you buy and and you had a good night but like you have which rarely you have some left over but yeah let's say you have some weed and you're like oh, i want to leave this in i'm coming back to london in a month we're staying at this hotel i know we are so we started doing that and i have a list of hotels around the world that I've left stuff at <laughs> and where it's at, what room. No shit. You yeah. really have a list. I have a list. And have you ever followed up and gone to a room and it's 100%. still there? 100%. Really? So there's this, we stay at this hotel in London and last time I, or yeah, like last time we went, I, I had the room and I was like, to our tour manager, like, Kev, please, you know, get me in this room. They couldn't do it. Someone else was in there. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call this the room and see what's up and see if you know what so i called and this lady picked up and i said hey this is and i it took me a lot to build up the courage i am to so call this lady. shocked at this <laughs> and and she and i was like look this is kind of awkward but um i left something i stayed at the hotel all the time and i left something in this room and i know exactly where it is would you mind if i came down and just took a look and she and, you know she, and she, she was laughing she because you could have gone either way. I would have been be like, like, fuck, fuck off. no. Right, yeah. yeah. But I think it's intriguing enough for someone to want to, you know, go down that road. So This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I went down. I was like, hey, she was a nice woman. She was like, I was like, I'm really sorry, blah, blah, She's like, come on in. So I go. I look. Wasn't there. Ooh. 
But she was totally down, and I was I was like, fuck, I'm bummed. I wasn't there. And then I call Dean had did, done the same thing. Yeah. I was like, called Dean. I was like, Dean, check your room. You're actually in the same room, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he checked, was there. No yes. fucking way. Yes, was there. And there's been one other time where I've gone to a different hotel and it was still there. I kind of want to do this, but I don't travel enough, especially like internationally i mean the only place yeah. i ever go is like joshua tree and i'm like well <laughs> i can just take the drugs with me <laughs> they yeah they i don't need to tape some mushrooms to the inside of a drawer or something yeah it's it's just i mean it's pretty fun and funny that's uh, i i want to find out where you hide them but i don't i'll give I, it well if you're when you next time you leave <laughs> this city i'll give you the list i fucking love that you do that then that's fucking brilliant because you can't travel with it. No, and it's fucking waste, man. Have you ever been arrested traveling with it? I've been or busted. Yeah, I mean, as far as touring goes, there's been some close calls, but there was one time where I was like busted for real, and that was in Canada, going into Canada. Yeah, they don't fuck around. They don't fuck around. They're not cool about anything. By the way, I heard a story, and I. Fucking, this was years ago, and I wish I could remember the band. They had been in Canada, and they got busted with drugs. And so they were, you know, they're put on a list. They're like, you can't come back to Canada. Oh, yeah. Like, your name is on a list. You can't come back. So, like, a year or two later, they were touring in the United States in a van. And they were driving, I think, through, like, Detroit. And they took a wrong turn. Because <laughs> there's a freeway. Oh, ended up in Windsor. Yeah, Windsor. Yeah. And going up into, they got on a freeway that went right into Canada. Yep. And it, they didn't realize it until they had passed like the last exit. And they're like, oh shit, we're going into Canada. We, we're going into fucking Canada. <laughs> there's nowhere to get off. They had to get to the border and then say, hey, we, um, we may we took a wrong turn we're not supposed to be here can we just turn around yeah and they're like no no who the fuck are you and they checked they're like oh you know you've been here with drugs before they fucking body cavity searched them at the fucking border <laughs> and i don't and i think they didn't have drugs with them either that was the ironic right. part well, was that good. they get stuck and then they got fucking searched that's real it's real. I mean, I've done the same thing. I've made that wrong turn, and then you're like, "How did I? Well, now I'm in. Why?" But uh, <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people touring who've been busted for like pot and stuff. Um, yeah, and just like detained overnight. I had a, yeah. They did, you know the thing weird thing is that I had it was a weird <laughs> grab bag of stuff that I had, and they didn't even. I was I was like, oh, next time I come back, I'm fucked, and. I've, they haven't said a word and they let me go because they took me into like the like the questioning room and did the whole thing I was scared I was young too who were you touring with with Queens it was my like first time in Canada <laughs> I was 21 was anyone else in the band like of course but okay. like, <laughs> you only have to finish the, the, they just grabbed the bass player <laughs> no, who's they... the newest member here <laughs> he looks like an idiot um <laughs> yeah but they, they actually found, I mean, it was like I was I didn't understand the rules you know really I'm so paranoid. I I remember, I think it was 2009, I went to Portland, Oregon for a comedy festival. And I think it was the first or second year of this festival. And it was when Sarah's show was still on the air. Mm -hmm. And um, I played a stoner on that show. And so, and this was like my first time really going to any kind of like 
do any kind of tour or any kind of shows outside of LA. And so I go to Portland and just everywhere I went, I was there for almost a week. People were just like after shows, Hey man, I want to get high with you. Can I get high? (laughs) I'd be like, okay. And I would smoke weed with them. And then people wanted to give me weed. Like people were like for the whole week, like giving me, and not just like a joint. I mean like fucking baggies full of weed, you know, jars of like, pot butter and like <laughs> to the point where by the end of the week I had to em- I had emptied out my my little tiny like Jan Sport backpack and it was full full like like <laughs> like busting at the seams full of weed and uh I was like I got to get this I got to keep all this oh, this yeah. is amazing I'll never have to buy weed for a year and so I'd flown up there and uh I asked a friend who was there, I said, hey, um, can I ride back with you to L.A. in your car? I have a lot of weed, and I want to take it back with me. That's dedication, man. And so she's like, sure. And at the time, I had uh, a suspended driver's license for unpaid tickets. And uh, I was like, you're probably going to have to do most of the driving. I'm sorry. She's like, that's fine. (laughs) So we leave Portland. She's doing all the driving, like, halfway down like it's there's a lot of mountains and so like we pull off to a a roadside stop and i like got some of the weed out and i smoked it and i put you know that baggie of weed in the center console of the car and then um we're driving for a few more hours and we get to ashland and it which is like this the last town before you go over the mountains into california and as we're going up over the hill through the mountains it's like snowing it's starting to snow and she was like, I, I don't want to drive in the snow. She's like, I'm, I'm, I think I'll get in an accident. I'm too scared. So I was like, I'll drive just through the snow. Once we get down, then you, you can drive. She's like, okay. So we do it. We get down. We're at the very end of the mountain, the very bottom of the mountain. We're already into California. And there's a point, it's on the five freeway, where it is just a fucking straightaway going downhill from a mountain. And it is mm-hmm. straight for like two or three miles no curves and it's you know 10 11 o'clock at night it's pitch black out i'm not even on the gas i'm just coasting and i'm coasting at like 85 miles an hour down this hill (laughs) and all of a sudden we come by there's like a billboard and as we go by i just see out of the corner of my there's a cop stuck behind the billboard and i go oh fuck please don't please don't pull out please don't pull out and then i see his lights go on and Mm. and i and he comes up behind us, and I'm like, we're fucked. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we're fucked. I go, I'm not supposed to be driving this car. I have a suspended license. I have, like, two pounds of weed in the back of this car. Butter. She's like, it's fine. She's like, she's like, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. And he comes up, and he's like, license and registration. He goes back to his car, and he comes back, and he's like, I need you to get out of the car. So he takes me back to his side of the car. He's like, you're not supposed to be driving. He's like, I have to impound your car. And uh, he's like, I'll take you guys to a hotel. They'll tow the car. You can pick it up and fix this in the morning. And I'm just too afraid to fight any of this. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, because yeah. I, I, there's all these this weed. And I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Just, yeah, take us. <laughs> and so he goes up and uh, he, he puts me in the back of the police car and he goes up to my friend, and uh, he grabs her, and he takes her out and puts her in the back of the police car. 
And he was actually a nice guy. He was just doing his job, and he's like, uh, I'm just going to get your guys' bags so, you know, so you're not stranded without your clothes or anything for that. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He's like, no, no, I'll get, I'll get your bags. It'll be, you need your bags. And I'm just like, going, I'm starting to sweat. It's snowing, and I am sweating. And he goes, he grabs her bags, he walks back, puts them in the back of his car. And then I swear I saw all this in slow motion, him pulling my backpack full of weed out. And he's walking back to the car, and he's got a smile on his face. And I'm just going, I'm so, first of all, I'm shocked he can't smell it. And he throws it in the back of his car. And then we're about to leave, and he goes, oh, did you guys leave anything in the front of the car? Do you have cell phones or wallets or anything? And that's when I remembered my phone was in the center console with a bag of weed and, like, a pipe. And I go, no, we have everything. He's like, well, I'll just do one more check. I oh, go, what a, what a nice guy. <laughs> I, mean, I go, no, no, I have everything. He's like, just let me do one more check. And he goes up, and I see him like with his flashlight uh, in the front of the car. And I go, we're fucking dead. I go, I'm good. And also at this point, I'm realizing not only do I have a, a pounds of weed, I brought that weed across a border. Like that's like transport. Like that's. I hadn't even thought of that. Like that's they don't think about that shit though, do they? I don't know. I don't know where you got that. I was like, I'm bringing weed into California, and it's so much that they're probably like, oh, he's bringing it to smoke. He's probably anyway. I was like really freaked out, and then he comes back and he hands me my cell phone, and he gets in the car, and we go to this hotel, and he lets us out, and I immediately take my backpack and throw it in a trash bin (laughs) because in my head I'm like. They're going to take this to an impound yard, find some weed in the car, and then come back for us. I don't want any more. So I threw my bag away. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm fucking done. And um, and then I asked my friend, I was like, how did he not see that fucking weed up there with my phone? And she goes, oh, when he took you back to his car, I took the weed out of the console and put it in my underwear. I was like, nice. I was like, oh my god, you wow. are the fucking best person. You saved me from going to jail in Wairika. Look at that ending. That was good. So yeah, that was. Uh, but now it's fucking fairly legal. Yeah, when everyone. was this? This was like two thousand nine, okay. eight or nine, and uh, I just went back to the same festival like three weeks ago, and. Uh, it's totally legal. Marijuana is totally legal, and yeah, it's crazy. Like huh? you don't even have to have a medical marijuana license. You just have to be twenty one, and you yeah. can buy it anywhere. Um, so that's uh, that's drug talk with Mikey and Steve. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, um, I'm very impressed by your uh, your hotel story. Yeah, thank you. Um, when did you join Queens? We, was it Era, Era Vulgaris? Yeah, it was 2007. Did you play on that album? I did not. I came in. Uh, they were just like finishing mixing the record. How um, did you, How did you get that call? Uh, f- friends of friends. <laughs> friends of. That's like a fucking sweet. Yeah, I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah, you know, looking back, I, I'm 30 now, but I was 21. Jesus, and who was that? So, one? Yeah, it's been almost 10 years. Errol Garris 10 it's years crazy. ago. Yeah. Fuck me. I yeah. remember when the first album came out, and I was like... I don't. 
I was in my 20s. So you were probably like 11 like, or 12. I was like 13, yeah, 13 maybe. 12 or 13. Because <laughs> I was a huge Caius fan, and I remember. So, yeah, yeah. No, I and this was pre-internet, and so when that when Caius ended, I was just like, oh, I guess that's done. And then uh, I was like, you know, 26 or 27 or something, and my friends, Maya Rudolph, mm-hmm. she, uh, I saw her one day, and she's like, dude, I went to the show last night, and it was fucking crazy and she gave me a cd the first queen cd and i was reading it and i'm like this is a dude from caius and it was totally different and um yeah but fuck that it's been so long it's weird yeah it's weird how fast time flies you were 21 yeah so that was yeah it was like a it was a big deal did you have to audition i wouldn't i mean i definitely yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't call it an audition because I was the only guy. But do you go? Do you like listen to some songs and then go in and we, play with them? We yeah. So we I'd I'd gone. Uh, I'd met them all maybe once or twice, which was you know at that time Josh, Troy, and Joey. Right. And I'd made a record. My old band Wires on Fire had made a record with Alan, Johannes, and Natasha. Oh, they yeah, produced yeah. our record. I didn't know that when I was in college, we're like nineteen, and so. That was the kind of one of the connections was um, Alan was playing bass on lullabies, and then when they needed a new dude, um, was it Alan that? It was Alan and and my friend Aaron North who had, was playing Nine Snails at the time. Right. Oh, Jubilee. Ju- yeah. 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 Um, weird times. <laughs> that was a weird time. But uh, yeah, and my friend Carla too. She plays an Auto Lux. Oh my fucking god! I love Auto Lux. Yeah, they're great. I remember Speaks, talk about being a band for a long time. Holy shit! Yeah, I remember back. I because I came to L.A. with a band. I was here playing. I went to Musicians Institute. Did you? I was in the you're bass. An, you're an MI uh, graduate. I'm a bass graduate wow. from the, from MI, but um, and I was playing in bands for a couple years in L.A. And I remember seeing Auto Lux at like Dragonfly and all over town. I was like, these guys are so fucking good. Yeah. And they didn't they just do a new album? Yeah, they came out with a new album. They're still doing it. They just they and she just plays a... with Jack White. She plays drums with Jack. She White. did. She, I don't know. If she she I don't think she's doing that anymore. But she did that that one tour that cycle. Um, they're great. They take forever to make a record though. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. I love them to death. But so they recommended you. Yeah, it was just like a bunch of people were like, oh, this this kid probably you know I don't know. I, I'd always Fuck. you know growing up in L.A. I was kind of there was a lot of, like the older dudes. So I was in my teens, and they were, you know, probably in their early late twenties. And those are the dudes that kind of, you know, <laughs> helped really help me older out. Dudes. They were, you know, it's weird. I'm now, now I'm the old dude, but yeah, yeah, they were like the guys who'd help you out. You know, you're like put, you know, put us opening up for, you know, we were like 16, and our friends put us on uh, opening up for the AES, and I was like, oh my god, you know, it's like that kind of shit. People just helping you out, and yeah, that kind of meant a lot. And there were, uh. and at that time, it was just as the internet was starting to take off so there still was a scene yeah and everything was diy and like there was word of mouth and all that shit so and you're from la right from la yeah um oh my god i were i just that was such a great the 90s for me were so fucking great yeah i just um, i kind of just missed it i guess but i lived in a house i mean an apartment right behind uh the old tower records on sunset mm-hmm. and so i just spent all my time just at the Viper Room or the Whiskey or the Roxy or even the Troubadour, but I would just walk everywhere and just listen to music. 
It was a fucking best. And there were some great bands that like that didn't really quite take off that I every now and then I still like they'll come up on my iPod shuffle. Like there was a band called um Oh fuck, now I can't remember the names. But do you it must do you, have been good. Do you remember a bass player named Johnny Lonely? Sounds familiar, but no. He looks a lot know. like Nick. He okay. has he had like a long goatee. Uh he was in a band called Agnes Gooch. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a band called Edna Swap. Yeah, though that's that's Carla was in that band. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay. So yeah, oh god, I fucking I'm going to have to go home and like listen uh-huh. to all these old bands. Um but then you you said you were in college. Where did you go to college? Loyola Marymount. Did you graduate? I graduated, but I didn't <laughs> I couldn't go to my graduation because I was I left for tour. The record <laughs> was coming so out. Rad. It was pretty good. Like I, I I joined like really early in the year and I remember, you know, I went and played and they were like, Cool, you wanna be in the band? Cool. And then it was like, oh shit, like I got it. And then there was like rehearsals starting, you know, the record's coming out, we're gonna go on tour. And I, you know, I had finals coming up and I remember like papers <laughs> finals? and like, yeah. And I was like, what was your major? Recording. And that's the, that's the reason oh, I went shit. to, Laurel and Marymount was one of the, there was like one of four schools that had a re- real recording program. Oh fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was great. So it was like USC, them and NYU and something else. And so they had a full blown studio. Um, Actually, some cool shit has been recorded. There was there was a track from uh, Weezer's Blue Album was recorded in that oh, studio shit. at Loyola Marymount. Um, were you were you guys using Pro Tools? It was how Pro long Tools. Has Pro at the Tools time. been around. Shit, man, I don't know how. I think <clears throat> it, a long time. It was, but it's gone through a lot of a lot of changes. But uh, yeah, we were going through doing Pro Tools, and like you also had to do like film stuff too. That was part of the program, like music and film. And, it was cool. I mean, it was cool. I, oh, I fuck. I'm so jealous. I that's one thing that I wish I knew about was like recording and mixing. I you know, I recorded an album out at uh, Rancho. Did you like four or five songs for a comedy album? But they're all comedy songs that have to do with like jokes of mine. Yeah. But they're all really fucking heavy. Like we, Dave plays on one of the songs. The songs are heavy, or the jokes are heavy. The songs are fucking heavy. <laughs> then the jokes are kind of heavy too. But um, Hayden uh, record, yeah. uh, you know, engineered the whole thing, and we we recorded in a, like four or five songs in a day. Because uh, I have no money, so I was just like, "Here's two hundred dollars, everybody. Let's yeah. fucking do these as fast as we can." Um, and so I've been sitting on these for like a year you now. You haven't put them out, dude. No, I haven't mixed them, and I, I sit there Send going- Send them over. I want to hear the shit. You want to? Okay. Uh, well, we'll talk at Chili John's after right, this. Right. But um, yeah, my whole, uh, my plan was, because I do a show called Baked. It's uh, stand-up and music, and uh, we started doing it at the Baked Potato. Uh, me and Brendan Small, who did that show, Metalocalypse. Yeah. Um, so we do this music and comedy show, and I was like, we do it once a month. And I, when we started it two years ago, I was like, oh, if I write a new song for every show, in a year I'll have enough songs for an album. It, that kind of ended for me after like five songs. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was amazing because all the comedians do a set and then they do a song, which, and it That's goes cool, for, yeah. for me and Brendan as well. 
And so then we went out and recorded. And the, like the band is fucking bonkers. It's like guys that played with Zapp or uh, Zappa, like Mike Keneally, mm-hmm. um, and these guys Joe Travers and Pete Griffin, who uh, toured with Dweezil doing Frank Zappa's music. So they they're like fucking. So yeah, they were the, they know what they're doing. They were the best guys to go out to Joshua Tree with me, who were just like, I would record. I stopped using Pro Tools years ago because it seemed like every time I turned it on and tried to record something, there was something off. Error. Something wasn't working, and I would would always have to call my friend who knew, and he'd walk me through it, and it was always just, oh, you need to push this button. It was always (laughs) just a fucking button. That was the story of my fucking life. And then Liam uh, was using, he had switched to uh, Logic, and I was over at his house one day, and I was watching it. And he's like, "Yeah, dude." And he was showing it to me. And I was like, "That's it. I'm gonna do Logic now." That's yeah. I sw- I made the switch actually, and um, I don't regret that. But I I would just kind of demo everything on my own, and then I gave it to these guys before we went out to Joshua Tree. And by the time we got there, they're like, "All right," and we were just recorded like the bass and drums were. We recorded those and just like two takes each. And then I did the guitars later at, at Brendan's house. I don't, I feel like when I was really young, I was into like comedy music records. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I've listened to one or even heard about one in a long time. I Do mean, you, is yeah, that, I think the closest thing is like the Lonely Island. That's, yeah, right. But that's more like hip hoppy kind of rap and pop stuff. And that's also part, and like a lot of it is visual. And you know the videos that they do as part of that, but like putting on a record, the only one when I growing up, it was like those Adam Sandler records were yeah. big for me. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's what like, I wanted to do. I wanted to, I want to record a, like a live stand-up special, and then after certain jokes, kind of have them go into like a music video with these songs. I don't know if you ever saw Sarah Silverman's first comedy uh, special, Jesus is Magic. Yeah. yeah There's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. music videos mixed in. I, I kind of want to yeah. do that. Um, so now, and I also want to play Festival Supreme. Mm, have you ever? That, have you guys ever done that? I ha- no, Jackson. I haven't done it and I haven't been either. Is it happening again? I don't know, but I was like... It was I, like Santa Monica last, right? It was, well, the last two years were at the Shrine. Oh, was it? It's down at USC. Okay. And... Um, I was just like, I got to get this album finished so I can get it to Jack. And Well, that's, that's, there you go. That's, what am I talking about? That's like, that one, that one record is like one of my favorite fucking records. Tenacious D? Yeah. The first record is fucking insane. I remember that came out when I was driving across country to Florida and I, and it was right after 9-11. That album came out like a week after 9-11, which I think hurt it, um, and I think Jack's talked about that too. I mean, it literally could not have come out at the worst possible fucking time. And, um, I, but I, I bought it and like, it's all I listened to. I drove to Florida and back and fucking, I had that shit memorized. Oh yeah. It's the greatest fucking album. It really is. I mean, talk about a great (laughs) tour record. Like that was like, at that time we would put, cause eventually you're like, all right, man, I've listened to fucking, Every record in the CD booklet. Let's yeah. put on something that's just like, like feel good, and that it was just the perfect record. Do you? Uh, so do you record uh, all your own stuff? Like, do you record the Mini Mansion stuff? I don't. I don't personally engineer it. Um, you know, I do. 
I can, and I'm pretty well versed in engineering, but I really like to like when I'm going to make a record to like have someone else do that job, yeah, and like so I can kind of focus on being more creative, and, right? And we can talk about how we're gonna record something, and um, but the actual the actual sitting behind the computer and making sure everything sounds great and there's no, you know problems i don't really want to deal with that shit <laughs> i don't and it's, it's the same with acting i i don't like having to worry about like everyone's like you should write your own stuff like you got to write for yourself which is actually a great idea and um but i just want to fucking show up have someone give me my lines turn right. it on the cameras and let me act like a fucking moron for a day and then that's it yeah there's something freeing to that for sure but it's not, I mean, ultimately, I think I'd be better off if I actually did write my own. You can do it all, man. I should be able to. Um, <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah, how I, I noticed on, uh, was it your last Mini Mansion album? Uh, Mini Mansion's album. Brian Wilson plays on it? He he He's, makes an appearance on a song. Yeah, he yeah he like the Brian Wilson, like the Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, one of the greatest American songwriters. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> well, let me preface with I still haven't met the guy. You guys sent a song over, and he well one, I, okay Zach plays bass in Mini Mansions. Yeah, uh, had we signed we signed to Capitol Records, which was like yay, we're on a major label. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't end that way, but yeah, uh, yeah, of course. But uh, our A and R guy was A and Ring the Brian Wilson record, and so and Brian wanted lots of like younger people, and I think he had like Lana Del Rey sing and wow. a bunch of singers, and asked Zach to play bass on a song. Oh yeah, it was that last solo album of his, right? Yeah, there was a shitload of people, a lot of it. people like on Zoe it. Deschanel sings on it. Yeah, and, yeah, which was I think smart for him to do. But yeah. uh, anyway, so Zach. Played on a song, and you know they had a good time together. And so he was like, "We were we were just finishing our record, and we we're like, we need some vocals on this." And we we're like, "Fuck it!" Like he was like, "Should I just ask him?" You know? He's like, "Yeah, send him the song and see if he wants to do it." And sent it to him, and he was like, "Yeah, would love to." So um, there was a correspondence and a dialogue. I just never personally was physically in a room with him. Oh fuck! Um, but man, holy shit! Like he sent over. Um, obviously we had all the tracks, but he sent over like uh, a version of the song where it was just like my vocal, the, we had a drum machine going throughout that song and then his vocals and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Insane. In, it sounded like that for me. I want to hear that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. And, and it sounds really cliche, but it sounded like it was like vintage Brian Wilson. Like it was, yeah. like it had been done, <laughs> done in the sixties. It was really crazy. And I mean, dude can sing and yeah build build harmonies how long from the time you guys sent him the song till he like had tracked it like two weeks i don't know like we got it when we were mixed like we were like he was doing it but we went to dallas to go mix the record and he like sent it one day and yeah it didn't i think it took him a day or two you know jesus fucking christ it's pretty killer yeah it's it's insane it's something like that will never happen again um yeah. And he, Proud. 
Did he do li- any live shows for that album? For his album? Yeah, he. Th- I think he did. Did Zach play with him? No, we. Uh, well, actually, they just uh, the other Mansions guys are on tour right now, and and they saw him at Primavera uh-huh. doing. But he was doing um, all of Pet Sounds. Ugh. <laughs> which, which I mean, that seems like a task. But I, I mean, they said it was okay. You know, so that's pretty good. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, that guy is, he operates on a whole other level. Did you see that that movie? By, yeah, um, with John Cusack? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. I was uh, talking about the other day. But it's, it's, it was very informative. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much is true, but I didn't know a lot of that shit. I didn't either. So, I, I never know most shit about it. Anytime I watch a biopic, I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I walk away from every biopic thinking I'm an expert on, <laughs> yeah. on Johnny Cash or Ray Charles. Like, yeah. oh, did you know? And like, actually, that didn't happen. Um, did you meet Elton John when he played on? Uh... Oh yeah, no, that's real. How was that? That's real. He I mean, because he came that was to real. Pink Duck and played right. That was like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he he came in. Um, Josh had spoke to him, and you know, they had a dialogue about it. We're talking about uh, like Clockwork. El- uh, Elton John played on. Is it Fairweather? Yes, Fairweather Friends. Fairweather Friends. And so we had, yeah, the not singing either. He just plays piano. He did. End up, he did some backups. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, you can hear him in there. Um, but it was like the idea was we're gonna do this live as a band, the six of us. It was and Dave was playing drums uh-huh. at that time and and on that song. Wow. So it was the six of us. And I mean, it was he was incredible. First, I mean, yeah. First, like his playing, um, his knowledge, and like how yeah. quickly he adapted to yeah our environment and what we were trying to do was amazing. But the best thing was, which killed me, was so he brought in his piano, like his big ass fucking grand, and you know, so we wanted to do it all live, so you can't really have. A piano and the and drums in the same room, really, because right. of isolation. So, um, the only option was, well, we got to put the drums in a separate room. So we'll put the piano in the big room, and then the drums in the small room. And <laughs> we put so the best, Dave at the so, children's table. <laughs> <laughs> so the best thing was, was yeah. So the four, so Dean, Josh, Troy, and Elton are all in the main room together and they put me and Dave oh, no. <laughs> the rhythm section in the in the small room together mm-hmm. and the best is that like we're on headphones and we're hearing each other doing it live but I look and I'm just staring at Dave you know gonna do these takes and I look at him and he's just like so bummed <laughs> That like he's like what the fuck man like he's like we're recording Elton John we're in this, we're in the small room look look all the other dudes are in the room like having a good time like you know shouldn't have been a drummer it was it was that was the best his like reaction to the whole situation yeah Dave Grohl who's played with fucking and he, everybody and else no, but, and and and, <laughs> and he loves it and which is which is so great because yeah. he's he's genuinely not like we weren't excited but he's always genuinely excited to play with all these. Yeah, legends and, and all be? kinds of dudes. Whoever it is, he's you know, he's got a great attitude and, and super stoked. So it was really great to <laughs> see him at the <laughs> children's the short, table. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good. Um, who's the, who was the, the most? Who did you, who have you played with that you were the most like kind of 
geeking out about? I mean, that was a big one, but you know, I think uh, there's been a lot of great moments, really, and I'm really um, lucky. But maybe the first one was I was a big Queens fan yeah. when I joined, and I was 21 years old. <laughs> so cool. You really can't, and going to the room and like playing for the first time and just being like playing a few songs and being like, you want to be in the band. That might have been like at the time, you know, a big, th- big thing for me. And, um, yeah, so maybe that, honestly. I went to uh I went to a rehearsal you guys were doing. I think it was for Natasha's benefit. Mm-hmm. And you were playing it was somewhere in the it wasn't at Pink Duck, but it was somewhere here in the valley, over off of like Lancashire or somewhere. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And um I think Josh wanted me to come over to take some photos. I came mm-hmm. over to take photos and it was I was blown away because it was like PJ Harvey was in there. Yeah, I was and just Matt say, Cameron. Yeah. And I don't mean like, to like, yeah, downplay what and and um, Jack and KG were there. Yes, it was everybody. That was that was really. I mean, and it was know, also an emotional yeah, like. Yeah. It wasn't like a, a, a moment where you can geek out and be like, hey, because it was such for such a horrible fucking reason that it had to happen. Right. And, um, but that was, I was such a huge PJ Harvey fan. Yeah, I am too. That was, that was a big deal too. But like he, like he said, the timing wasn't great. You couldn't really yeah, just totally enjoy yourself because in the back of your mind, you know, you know what's, what happened. Um, I think, was that your stomach or mine? Dude, that was straight chili. <laughs> the, the desire. We're almost done. Oh, I tweeted. Or, dude, hold on. I mean, can we talk about Santoros? Santoros? Are you kidding? Have you not been to Santoros? Is that the, uh, where's that? Dude. Fuck Chile, man. We're going to fucking Santoros. What's Santoros? Oh, dude. Is it the one right down the street? Uh, yeah. Pastrami, dude. Oh. We're going to Santoros. Okay, we'll go to Santoros. It's, I mean, I, I, like, I can't believe you haven't been there. It's right there. Now that you, when you said pastrami, it registered. I, re- it's like East Coast style. It's not like Jewish, but I, I think I had it once. It actually, I had it once at Pink Duck. Oh yeah, there's a lot of Santoros being. When we did the uh, Secrets of the Sound, yeah, with Matt Berry, yeah. and, uh, which is I think the first time I really ever got to know you was when we were shooting that because yeah. you and I shot something together. But it was. Um, for those listening, you can go on YouTube and do a do a search for uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Secrets of the Sound. Uh, I was out here. Matt Berry was out here. Matt Berry from the Mighty Boosh and Snuffbox and Toast of London. British comedian was out here shooting something. I've known him for a few years. And we were driving around. We were somewhere in the valley. We might have even eaten some at Chili John's. And... Um, we were Matt was talking about Queens of the Stone. He was a huge fan, and I, you know, they're like, they're just like right around the corner from here. And I think they're recording right now. He's like, oh, really? He's <laughs> like, I would love to meet them. And I, and I, I'm gonna text Josh, and I texted him. He's like, get, come over here right fucking now. Yeah. And so I brought Matt over while you guys were recording, like clockwork, and um, and then Liam came over. Because Liam hadn't met Matt either, Liam Lynch, and 
I don't know if it was Josh or Liam who was like, we should shoot a video for like a promo video or something for the, for the album. And so we did, uh, I think it was Liam came up with an idea to do like Matt and I are hosts, like co-hosts of a show called Secrets of the Sound where we interview musicians and stuff. So it was like all of us just acting like completed, like usually in a video or a comedy bit, there's like a straight guy. Right. But this one, everyone was a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it turned out great. I mean, it did turn and out I love, I don't get a chance to do that. Kind of, I mean, a lot of us don't get a chance to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Um, but I think while we were at the studio, Josh was like, we got to get some food or let's put it to a vote. Chili John's or Santoro's. <laughs> And I was just oh. like, I can eat. I he turned me on to Chili John years ago, yeah, and I too. was like, I'll uh, Chili Johns. And, but I think, I think that that it was Santoro's one out. I mean, it's a day killer, you know. Is it? But, <laughs> I, oh yeah, it's a total gut bomb. But I mean, it's 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 if you don't remember or haven't had it at all, I think it's pretty spectacular. I think you guys ordered it. I think I didn't have it because Matt and I had eaten at Chili Johns earlier that day. Yeah. We can, we, Justin, can, we can decide later. We Justin, decide later. keep make a note of that. There's a new place to eat. I turned all these guys on to Chili John's. Yeah. And, um, and it feels good to go in there. You know, they're cool. They're such huge fans of, yeah. like, you guys. And I think Josh, well, Josh just, like, put a flag in there and was like, hey. I think Josh brought in. Did he bring Anthony Bourdain in there? He might have, yeah. Yeah. And they, for, like, right after, like, Clockwork came out, there was a huge poster in the window of Chili John's for like clockwork. Did you know that? Was there? Yeah, for like a year. We did a we did a a photo shoot in there. <laughs> no joke. I thought you were going to no, say No no chili you... was involved, but <laughs> I thought you were going to say you did an in-store you played <laughs> in Chili John's. No, but we did do I'm yeah, there's there's a fo- some photos lying around. Um now I'm fucking hungry as shit. All right, I tweeted for people to see if anyone had questions, I said Mikey's going to yeah, be. Yeah, good here. luck with that. Um, by the way, who does who handles the mini mansions? Like all the in- stuff, Instagram and Twitter. We all do. I mean, when we had management, they would kind of handle it in a label. They handle it, but we we do it. Um, we're not great at it. We're the we're really, yeah. I would I would give us a D at like how how well we handle that shit it's hard it's hard to like put yourself out there and be like hey like i'm not good at it um but uh so do you have a personal twitter or i don't have a i don't have personal anything any of that stuff it's just that's why you get shit done yeah well i you know i i i just can't i just can't be a part of it i'm and i i appreciate it and i'll go and look at stuff you know relating to the band and whatever but i just can't do it man um, all right. No, that's good. I, I recently, like, I deactivated my, uh, my Facebook and I just don't do it as much anymore because I, I find it just, it can take up so much fucking time. You get sucked in, huh? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. We just, yeah. Mm. This is Mike. Why are you selling all the suits and, are you selling suits and jackets? Oh, uh, yeah. So we are doing, this is probably like speaking of not being able to do that kind of shit, and then we're kind of uh, getting very personal. Basically, we we're not on a label anymore, not on Capital, right? And uh, we we have these B sides from the last record that we wanted to release, and and we're also making a new record. So 
uh, this girl that used to work at Domino Records talked to me about this new thing called Pledge. Have you heard of this Pledge music? No. The name, they could do better with the name. Right. Because for bands, it doesn't really sound that great. Right. But it's basically like a Kickstarter type of thing. But they're kind of acting as a label um, without having to give your record or any kind of creativity or any masters or anything to a label. Great. So it's basically, you know, you're, you're, I think it's really great because it's kind of the, the wave of the future and b- real bands, big bands are doing it. Interpol did, you know, a campaign, um, Ravenettes, a b- bunch of bands have done it. And so basically it's just direct, you know, selling your music to your fans and, and you can basically do other kinds of shit and sell Oh, like incentives. Yeah, incentives. Yeah, packages yeah. and whatever. Right. So we, you know, we all we had uh, we all wore these suits for the whole year of making of touring that record. And, yeah, and I actually had I had two custom mini mansion suits like made for me, and it was you know thing. So we for one of the some of the items is we're selling our suits. Oh, nice. Those suits. Um, no one's bought them. Because they're probably ridiculous. No one wants to buy a dirty old suit that we wore. That's like well, and you have to be the same. Price. You have to be the same size. Yeah, but no one's even honestly. No one's even asked. They bought some of our jackets. Like we had these jean jackets made, and they're like people. People, God knows, and people have bought the guitar pedals that we used on the record and shit like that. What, but, what pedals do you use, by the way? Well, I used a lot of pedals, but there were a few that we actually really did, you know, use on the record, and we're selling those. But, I mean, this uh, goes on and on, dude. You into the Earthquaker devices pedals? I have, uh, I think I have, I have a couple. Of, I love Earthquaker. I love them. I, was at their, I love them as people, and they make amazing. I was at their booth um, at Nam this year. Yeah. I went by, and I was just fucking blown away. Yeah, they're it great, man. Amazing shit. I love Earthquaker. Um, what's the soonest? Uh, this is from Arvid. That last one was Los Casas Grandes. Um, this is a. Uh, from Arvid, what's the? I know Arvid. S- you do. What's the soonest you'll be touring again with, uh, with either band? I'm assuming Mini Mansions. Literally, they don't have a date. There's no date for any any band. You have, I have uh, nothing planned. It's, it's but all... you have a new album. You you guys are. I'm working on working on a Mini Mansions record. I'm working on a bunch of shit. Um, you know, and we're all the bands are doing stuff. It's just there's no timeline. Is Josh gonna? Are you guys going to start doing more Queens? We, I think he's actually said it in public, so I can say. I mean, we're, yeah, we're 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 starting to. Because I think I heard that stuff. too. We're doing stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Last one. Oh, this is the last one from Los Casas Grande. Have you started or still working or finished uh, the new Mini Mansions album? Well, you just answered that. Uh, Newsflash from Virus. Uh, will we ever hear the Jubilee album? No, no, that's just dead. Yeah, we put out I think two EPs. I didn't even, like honestly. I didn't even remember that we did and what songs are on it. Because <laughs> honestly, it was a weird time. Yeah, in everyone's life. So we we I try to block it out. Um, but there was a lot of material done with a lot of cool people. Um, on that record actually, but. It, it'll never. I don't. Unless Aaron decides to do something with it, um, I don't think we'll see the light of day. I had written a few things down here because I was looking at your uh, 
Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Is it exciting? You have a wiki wiki page, man. You have a Wikipedia. That's right. Page. Yeah. Were you really in the wedding singer? I was really in the wedding singer. You're an actor. I have. I'm. I'm on. Yeah. I think I'm on. IMDb. Do you have like lines? No. So my I my dad was, uh, and is you know in the film business. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like a line producer and did a lot of that stuff. So. I would always, you know, go to set, and there, were, and when he he did the wedding singer, and he, you know, tried to get me in, and he, yeah, I had like a, I high five an old man at the, but actually I have a credit, and it's which is great because I'm credited as the bar mitzvah boy. It was my bar mitzvah, <laughs> which Wait, is how really old good. were you? I was like eleven. Fuck, man. Yeah, that movie's that oh, old. Pretty cute. Eleven year old. <laughs> it was basically, but it was basically like real life, like in, in real time. Like I was about to have my bar mitzvah, you know, for real. Yeah. Um. So you got to meet Adam. He, you know what? I my dad did a bunch of movies with him, and a great memory I have. They it was on the set of that movie Bulletproof. Do you remember that movie? Him oh. and Dan Wayans. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it did very well in James Con and um, <laughs> and on the set of that, I went. I was probably like nine, eight or nine, and uh, I was already playing guitar then, and I went to set, and my dad was like, oh, come meet Adam, and I came in there, and we played, we jammed, like on, in this trailer, like we, I think we played, I'm pretty sure we played uh, Beatles, Do You Want to Know Secret, because I knew how to play that song at that point. And how old were you? Like nine. Jesus Christ, dude. And, uh... I remember playing that song, and then two days later, my dad came home from work and brought home a guitar and a little practice amp, and was like, "Adam gave you this." No shit. Yeah, it was really. I mean, it was really cool actually at the time. You know, like it. You know, that's fucking rad. Yeah, gave me like this guitar I still have and a little yeah, a little amp. It was it was pretty cool. I did a table read once for a movie that uh, the Lonely Island guys wrote uh, that Adam was producing. Uh, I, the mo- movie never happened, but I was reading f- the part of like a homeless guy. Shocker. Um, <laughs> but I met Adam at that thing and he was super nice, but my biggest thrill at that thing, and you probably won't even know who this person is cause you're so young was, uh, they had me sitting at the table next to Cheryl Teagues. I know Cheryl Teagues. Yeah. Who was, uh, you know, one of the earlier supermodels from yeah. like the seventies and eighties. Oh Yeah. And uh, you're stoked. The whole th- I I took so many photos of our name tags like <laughs> next to each other. Uh, that I'm so bummed that movie never happened. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about. Uh, I mean, I guess really? yeah. I don't know. It was yeah. I don't want to give All away right, like yeah. the plot or anything in case they still do it. But um, yeah, Adam was super fucking nice. Yeah, he was always really nice. Um. Soundtrack to Grand Theft Auto. What about it? Did you did you play on it? I did. What, to the score or to actual the yeah the score, I guess. What's that process like? Well, this guy Woody Jack. I was making the Mini Mansions record, I guess, and this guy Woody Jackson owns the studio Vox Studios. Mm-hmm. It's a really great studio, but he was doing the score for it, and he had a bunch of dudes come down and and play. And so uh, I played, I, I came in and just kind of like freestyled. You know, like drummer D'Antoni, he played in Mars Volta. And he, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's incredible. And like John Cale, he plays a bunch of John Cale stuff. But uh, 
So there was a day where it was just me and him basically just freestyling. No shit. And we just, yeah, it was like, I I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I just kind of, that's that, we just came and he was like, cool. And we just jammed for like a couple hours and did really <laughs> weird shit. And then, you know, however, Woody decided to cut it up and score it and do the whole thing. Are you a gamer? Do you play video games? No, I don't. I so don't. you never saw that? I played the video games. I'd never played it. F- fucking good. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, okay, just a couple more. I have, there's two things I'm obsessed with. Yeah. As far as musicians or music, and also from me playing in bands. And also touring. This really has to, this first one has to go, goes along with touring, but... Um, I, I think it's for me being a hypochondriac um, and the thought of playing while sick or touring while sick or like cause when you guys did like Clockwork that was a two year tour there's yeah. no way people did not get sick in two years right Um, even going back farther like what's the sickest have you ever played like flu like shows where you're like fluey or food poisoning. Many times, yeah, I've I've had a few moments, but there's one moment. I mean, I don't know if I forget if like we've talked about this like openly, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, we were uh, Queens. We we were playing in. Where did we actually get? I guess we we got, we all got really 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 fucking sick um in germany somewhere uh-huh and our tour manager had to like stay behind he got quarantined and like jesus and there, so basically uh josh and me and joey were fucking like just could barely could barely walk could barely do anything but we had and we played this festival in uh norway and that was kind of like at the peak of like the sickness. Yeah. And, um, but we don't, you know, we don't cancel, you know, there's rarely, it's like a time where we had ever have canceled. And, yeah. And we played and there's a, you know, that video, I don't want to really Oh, I've seen about. the video. Seen I know, the video. I you know, know the what video. I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So that was that. And it was like, we were fucking dead and like, and that, and that's why all that shit, I think, you know, came out because someone threw a boot in my face or whatever and Josh just went off. But. Josh uh-huh. is someone who's, when I first met him, scared the shit out of me. I was not scared, but like the stories I had heard about him, like getting in fights and stuff, I was like, and then when I met him, I didn't realize he was like, he's as tall as me. Yeah. He's not as, he's not out of shape like me. He's like a big dude. And I was like, I would never want to piss this motherfucker off. And I remember, I don't know if you noted, saw this at the, uh, at the Ziggy show. Or the Iggy show, um, there was a moment. <laughs> that stage is really low at the Greek theater. At the Greek, it's yeah, really yeah. low down. Like I mean, the audience is like at your knees. Like it's it's low. But there was a, a moment, like towards the end of the show, where Iggy like looked at some. I don't know what someone in the audience was like yelling at Iggy or something, and he like yeah. turned to this guy and was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Told this guy to shut the fuck up. And then he walks away. Iggy turns and he's walking away. And I see Josh at the back of the stage look at the guy and then walk up to the edge of the stage and just like shake his head like, don't fucking, you better fucking watch your mouth. Just don't, yeah. And I, and that like put a chill through my bones. I was like, oof. <laughs> yeah, people, I mean, people get 
intimidated by Josh because they don't know him, but you know, um, not saying that he can't be intimidated because <laughs> he can't. Have you ever thrown up on stage? I've never, never thrown up on stage. No. Are you a throw up guy when you get sick? No, I don't. I mean, I don't really, I don't really throw up that much. I haven't thrown up in about twenty eight years. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm, not... a, I'm a diarrhea guy. Oh, great. <laughs> That is one step better. Isn't that impressive? No, Very I. Uh, I mean, that's why I, I fucking ask all these people these questions about being sick because it's because it's real. It's real. Well, shit. when someone's like, "Hey, you want to go on tour in January?" I'm like, "No, that's flu season. Right. I don't want to fucking be anywhere where I can get the flu." Um, I'm. I'm I mean, such knock on wood, but I haven't gotten. <laughs> literally like knocked on wood uh i haven't gotten sick in like a year and a half and maybe two years and i'm, I'm like i don't know what's up but I, I i feel like i feel like uh just staying on like a constant path would not 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 even necessarily like juicing every day or whatever just like kind of being constant about whatever you're doing seems to work for me do you eat healthy i mean aside I, from santoros or <laughs> i eat everything i i i, I like to I like to be healthy. If You're I can. obviously yeah. not vegetarian. If we're going, I'm not a vegetarian. Eat at Santoro's. I'll eat whatever, but also I like to be healthy. Sure. Okay. Here's the other one I'm obsessed with because I saw my friend. Uh, I did a, uh, I did a sketch on Conan a couple years ago, and uh, you have to go early in the morning to rehearse it, and then show it at the, at the rehearsal. So I was there early in the morning, and um, have you you guys played Conan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you go there early and do a sound check or whatever. Right. So I was there for my sketch. I'm I'm friends with Matt, who's the singer for The National. Mm -hmm. And they were doing a song on the show. A song, one song, just one song. They weren't doing a set. They just did one song. Right. And uh, after their rehearsal, I was in the green room, and I, I said hello to him, and I noticed he had a bunch of stuff written on his hand. I go, what's the what's that on your hand? He goes, oh, it's lyrics. I go, dude, what? you have one song. You have to, you have lyrics. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't want to forget. He's like, I sometimes I forget stuff. And I've talked to a few people that like musicians that like, yeah. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I'll stop a song, or sometimes I'll just kind of fake it. And uh, but he was like, really like, wow, I, I'm on that's... TV. I don't want to fuck it up. But you think that? I mean. That seems a little like over the top. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever forgotten lyrics on that? Sure. I mean, you, I don't think I've like gone through a whole song and like just blanked. Right. But I've seen some blankage from people, which is really great. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever. Yeah, like I'll like. You know what happens is when you start thinking about it. Yeah. When you start focusing on like what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, playing or singing or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you can like I'll have a fumble, but. No man, I'm, you, I'm. It's called being professional, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't no, forget lyrics. It's no, I don't. I don't really don't. But I have seen. I've fumbled before for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, but the best is. Uh, I saw uh, Father John Misty at the Roxy, uh -huh. and he just forgot. And it was an old song too. Just yeah. like forgot a verse. Yeah, like a, and he just and he which he's great though because. He can. He's funny, and he can play into it. Yeah, and, and he like, and he went off and did like some kind of rant, you know, about forgetting the lyrics, which is really great. So, 
I pre- usually I'd be like, oof, like I don't like watch. I don't like seeing that. Like I've seen like some people really blow it too. Where you're like, yeah. oh god, like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> By the way, I gotta say that Matt is a total professional, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to. And I don't think he's ever like fucked up. Like I think he was just being extra precautious. That's just funny. Yeah, that's kind of cute. That's kind of cute. But I remember seeing, you know, that channel. There's a channel on cable. I forget what it is, but all they do is show like concerts, like Palladia. Palladia, dude, that's my jam. I saw an Aerosmith show from like they were at the Budokan or something, Uh and. there was one camera angle where you could see a fucking Telep- yeah, teleprompter, yeah. dude. And I, I was like, of course they have like a, a thousand, uh, they have a thousand, um, thousand songs. So yeah, why wouldn't they? But why? But really, like you can't remember. Th- I would. I, I fucking. I'm so. My brain is fried. I think. I think I have memory issues, not because I'm 47, but because uh, because of my antidepressants. Mm. Like, I have issues, especially if I skip days where all of a sudden I just can't remember shit, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah, well, those are, yeah, I guess this. I have a friend, Chantal, who's in, who was in a band called Morningwood, and she does, she's a solo singer now. Amazing singer. And she, she actually, her and her husband were on, uh, did my podcast uh, like a few episodes ago, and uh, she was saying she has like, she has a thing that she does if she fucks up a song where she... She stops the song, but she she directs it on the audience. She's like, like if she fucks up something, she'll be like, "Stop, stop, stop!" There's a person in the audience who's oh not like, "Oh my god, that's yeah, smart." It's fucking brilliant. That's smart. I see, yeah, <laughs> that's really good. She's like, "Yeah, that's when I forgot the words or something." That's really smart. Um, and my other thing, and this is this is a question that is just handmade for you. I mean, not for you, but like, I have a thing where. I cannot sing and play at the same time. The second I start to sing, I will, my hands just stop working. Like my brain and hands are not free of each other. Um, so I'm obsessed with people like Getty Lee or Les Claypool, mm-hmm. uh, who can, and I, and I mean, I know you sing backup, you know, when you're playing with Queens, but when you sing in fucking mini mansions, not only are you singing, but you're playing the fucking drums. Has that ever been an issue for you? Like, I think when I first, it's all muscle memory, man. So it's just like, I think when I first started, I wasn't even a drummer. So I started playing drums in mini mansions. I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. This is probably going to be tough. You started playing drums for mini mansions. You hadn't, you were not a drummer at all? Yeah, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of my thing. Even with like my first, I switched from guitar to bass in when my old band Wires on Fire because I was like, Ah, fuck it. I'll play bass in this band, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when Mini Mansion's like, we started the band and it wasn't, there was no drummer. So then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll play drums. And I I kind of figured out that cocktail kit thing, you know? I play like just the two Yeah, you drums. play like a, a, a snare and a tom. Yeah. So I kind of figured that out and how to do that. And then that's that's what I was playing. Um, so it was, is there ever, a, do you ever have, do you have a kick no at all? There's no feet involved, so I can, so now I'm free. There's only two limbs and then what I have to sing. Because um, that seems so confusing to me. Because you're still playing rhythms and, you know. It's you, a weird thing. Your hands are syncopated yeah. and you're singing. It's a weird thing for sure. And also, I have, like, I do, like, a lot of switches to guitar in the middle. And yeah. then, like, it's a weird thing, but it's all muscle memory. Once you got it down, you should be good. Do you record that way or do you record drums and then vocals? I record 
uh, I've always recorded just no no real drum set. Just uh, are you talking about like doing it at the same time? Yeah. No, no, no. Overdub. You gotta oh, sing man. vocals separately and do that whole thing. Because that is so. Because when I did my stuff at Rancho, it was because I sing and play guitar. So yeah. I usually like when we're playing live, Brendan's playing with me, and he's a fucking amazing guitar player. So I'll like I play when I'm not singing. But when we recorded at Rancho, Brendan was gone, so it was just me and Pete and Joe doing bass and drums. So I would, I would play. I had to just play guitar and then do scratch vocals. And... Yeah, recording—that's not. I mean, that's what you should do anyway. I love. Uh, I, I'm. I'm obsessed with. I, I'm so jealous that you have a degree in recording. I do. I fucking Bare, wish. just barely. Do you have your own studio? Do you have a, like, at your house? I do. I have a, yeah, I built a, uh, which was pretty cool that I got to do that, but I I have a large backyard, um, and I I was able to build a... Have you recorded anyone or anything there? I've recorded demos and stuff like that. This guy, um, this guy Shane Stoneback, who's this producer engineer guy, he rented out my studio, and this is the only time a real band is recorded, this band called LA Takedown. They're like an instrumental LA band. They're on Domino. Uh-huh. And they're a seven-piece like instrumental frog oh, band. Shit. And they recorded their record there. And I was like, I don't know if this is gonna sound good. You know, like I don't know. And he loves that. He loves the room. Yeah. Everything sounded pretty fucking great too. Uh, I was I surprised. Check that out. It's cool. It's great to have your own space, man. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Um I think we got it all, Mikey. Mikey shoes. Good. Um. Yeah, and it's been fuck seventy four minutes. Is that long? I'm usually struggling to get an hour with some people. Really? I'm like, I don't know. What... We could do this all day, but yeah, we could. Yeah. Um, but we gotta eat. Yeah, gotta eat, dude. Um, do you, so do you? Is there anything you want to plug? Anything? Uh, I mean, I don't really like plugging, but I guess since I'm here, you know, we are doing that. Like, we're trying to sell this. B-Sides record on Pledge Music. Is there an al- uh, album they, or a, a website they can go to? Yeah, I guess you go to Pledge Music and, you know, mi- slash search Mini Mansions or Mansions. search for Mini Mansions or whatever it is. Um, that's what we're doing right now. Cool, man. I can't wait to hear it. Get get that shit done, dude. Oh, dude. Uh, well, thanks for doing this. Thank you, man. And thank Pleasure. you for listening, people. Peace. Bye. Feral Audio. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long, all on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions.